In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I was at the hospital the other day, and I heard the, the music playing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Bro Man. Now it's Carl. But uh, the, the hospital there, they play music over the speakers whenever a baby is born. Always kind of makes you feel good. So I was there the other day and got to share in the joy a baby had been born. Now, when that baby emerged from his mother's womb, how well did he know his mom and dad at that point? Right? Did he immediately, oh, there's mom and dad, right? Could he have picked them out of a lineup at that point? Yes, you might say he probably knows their voices if they've been talking a lot around him and so forth, but, but what else does he know about them? What, you know, does the doctor hold up the baby and say, okay, now, baby, please tell us, is this really your mom and dad, you know, before I hand you over? You know, please identify and name your parents. No, of course, we, we know in reality, baby knows very little about mom and dad at all, but rather, what has happened here is a baby has been born into this family that he didn't choose. God chose this family for him. And this baby learns to know his family, his mom and dad, brothers and sisters, grandma and grandpa, so forth, learns to know them all day by day, more and more. Now, I can say a very similar truth about this baby's knowledge of God. The doctor also doesn't say, okay, now baby, we got you all cleaned up, you're out of your, your mother's womb now, please tell us, we would like to know, where did you come from, right? Who made you? What, what purpose do you come into this world with? Of course not, right? We, we would never do anything like this. It's foolish. But as foolish as it sounds, for a newborn baby to know everything about his mom and dad and to know everything about the God who made him, it's just as foolish, you see, for us to think that we can and should know everything about God. Okay, please hear me well. It's foolishness for you and I to think that we can or should know everything about God. So why then do we so often insist on it? Because we do. We so often insist on knowing. Why God? Why God this? Why God that? We think we should know everything about Him. Right? But of course we don't. Of course you don't know and understand everything about God. He is God, and you are not. First of all, just take our three Scripture readings this morning and just kind of look at them generally. What are they all, you know, we're going to get more into the Gospel reading, but just look generally at what they're all telling us. All three Scripture readings are making very clear that God is someone far beyond us, far beyond our wisdom, far beyond our knowledge, far beyond our understanding. So first, Isaiah. First, Isaiah is given this vision of God, and he sees God on his throne, and the seraphim, the angels, are flying all around, and one of them sings, holy, 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 and it's so loud that 
everything is shaking. The foundations of the temple are shaking and the place is filled with smoke. And Isaiah cowers in fear. Now, does it sound to you like Isaiah is confident that he knows God completely, that he understands God completely? I don't think so. I think Isaiah is confident of one thing, that he is afraid. That God is great and awesome and mysterious. That's what he understands. Secondly, then, the Apostle Paul, Romans 11, he's trying to explain to us God's ways, and finally he just kind of stops and says, oh, how, how deep the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable. Do you hear that word? Unsearchable. You're not going to search it out. You're not going to search Him out. You're not going to search out His judgments. How unsearchable His judgments. And how inscrutable, inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has known the mind of the Lord? Oh, we keep trying, don't we? We want to know, we want to know, we want to know. No one knows the mind of the Lord. He is far too great, far too holy, far too mysterious. And finally, our third reading, Nicodemus. He comes to Jesus and starts talking about how he knows something about something. And in the end, Jesus sends him away utterly stupefied. Feeling like totally stupid. Feeling like he doesn't understand anything or know anything. And here's the real point of today. Jesus telling Nicodemus that the only way he'll understand and know God at all is if he is born again. Here we have come to it. This is the point today. Jesus wants you to know him. Okay? He wants Nicodemus to know the holy and awesome God. Not know him completely and absolutely, because that's impossible for us here on earth. But he wants you and Nicodemus to know specifically from Jesus' own words, the kingdom of God and His love. And how is that to be done? You must be born again. You have to be born into it. That's the only way. Forget about any other way. It's not going to work any other way. You must, must, must be born again. Just like when you were born the first time. You were born into this world and you came to know things you didn't know before. You came to know who mom and dad was. And you came to know what this world was outside the womb. So you must be born again a second time, not from your mother's womb, but born of water and the Spirit in holy baptism. You, to know God, have to be born into another family. The family of Father, Son, and Spirit. And then you will see the kingdom of God and come to know God and His love for you in Jesus Christ. So we, friends, Nicodemus, he's our brother, brother in Christ. We come to Jesus. We want to better understand and know God. Well, we've come to the right place. This is the place to do that. Jesus will truly teach us to know God. But as he explains, the only way is for you to be born again. Okay? You cannot, you cannot find these answers. You can't find the answers to everything and the answers to God in textbooks and libraries. You can't do it. You cannot find the answers to everything in laboratories and classrooms. You won't find it all there. You'll find some things, but not everything. You can't find the answers to God and everything on Google or Bing. 
or DuckDuckGo. They won't tell you. And you can't find the answers to everything and to God by digging in the ground, by, you know, archaeological digs, nor by exploring the vastness of space. The only way to better know and to understand God is the same way that you came to better know and understand your family. You must live with Him and in Him. You must be born again into Him, into the Father, Son, and Spirit, and live in Him day by day by day. That's the only way you come to know God. Very, very important point, friends. For the rest of the sermon then, I would direct your eyes and direct your mind to those concentric circles that I put in the bulletin insert this morning. The only color that's in your bulletin. Okay, It's easy to spot. Last year on Trinity Sunday, I, I asked you to look at our stained glass windows. I kind of did the same thing, so sorry to be repeating, but um, I talked about last a year ago that we live in the center of that stained glass window, right where all the circles converge, right there in Father, Son, and Spirit. That's where we're always living. Well, today I want to expand that a little bit further. That is the first and innermost circle, the gold circle in the picture I gave you there. That's where, first of all, you live. That's who you are. That's your family. That's where you come to know what is true and right and good, where you come to know God Himself. In holy baptism, you were joined to Jesus. So you were brought into this family. God placed you as a son or daughter in His family. Born again, as Jesus commands. So that's where you live every day, in the Father, Son, and Spirit. So I've got a bunch of words for you. Hopefully one of them will really lodge in. This is your station in life. This is your, your calling in life. This is your place in life. This is your office. This is where you take your stand, right there, in the middle. In the middle of this family, Father, Son, and Spirit. That's who you are. That's how you learn to know who God is. And the creed, which by the way, I, I need to make a side note. Maybe there's a part of you, because you've grown up in the age we've grown up, maybe there's a part of you that kind of feels awkward when we do that Athanasian creed. You know, all of this, boom, 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 not, you know, not three eternals, one eternal. Maybe you feel, this is really weird, but actually, that is so countercultural and wonderful that you're not going to find that hardly anywhere else where, where somebody just comes out and says, this is true. And that's what we do in the church. And how do we know it's true? Because we live in God. Because He's revealed it to us. And the creeds are so important because as the rest of the world says, we don't know where we stand, we say we know exactly where we stand. Right here in the Father, Son, and Spirit. So we say, I believe in the Father. Okay? That's my, my life, my belief. Okay? And again, I would repeat this point to you. You, you don't and can't understand God perfectly and completely, but you don't need to. Rather, you just live in Him. He is your Father. He's your Redeemer, your Sanctifier. So you just confess, I believe in Him. So, first of all, you live every day knowing that, that everything you have, including your very self, your body and soul, all of you and everything you have, it all comes from God. He gave it all to you. That's the Father and His grace Secondly, you know and believe in the Son, true God and true man, who has redeemed you from your sin. Thirdly, you know and believe in the Holy Spirit, 
who has called you, gathered, enlightened, sanctified you, not by your own reason or strength, but by the gospel. So I take you back again to a little baby. Just born, just born. We hear the music in the hospital, this new, new life, born into this family, and comes to know and trust mom and dad. So we are born again through baptism into God's family, and we come to know and trust the God who is always there, Father, Son, and Spirit. Now then, we go out from there into these other concentric circles. They can all be explained then. When you're born into God's family, the other circles of your life, the other realms of your life, now they all of a sudden take on this new significance. They were always there before. Even before you were baptized, you had a family and you were in, in a way, I know this sounds weird, but you were in a way a part of the, of the whole church where we all are under God. And um, you were already a citizen and part of a society and a community. I know all that. But when you're born again, now these take on a whole new meaning. Now you see that God has put me and put you right here. He has stationed us, placed us, called us to right where we are in this family, in this community, in this church, so that we might be Christ to others and serve as we've been served. So in the Old Testament reading today, Isaiah 6, Isaiah, he was given a very, well, well, what I mean to say is Isaiah is not like you, okay? You're, you're not going to be like Isaiah. Isaiah was given a very specific call immediately by God to be a prophet. You're not going to get that kind of a call. But God, even though you're not going to get that kind, he has called you in many, many other ways. Okay? He's placed you, just like he placed Isaiah, within families and church and society for you to serve others. So here, here's a way you might lodge this into your memory, because I, I would hope that you would lodge it into your memory. Here's, here's a way to think about it. We have this question we sometimes ask, what circles does he run in? What circles of people does he run in? So I want to ask you, in what circles of people will we find you? What circles are you running in? The first circle you run in is the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're baptized, a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus. The second circle you're running in is your family, and I mean, you know, family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, all that that God has placed you into. So you're a son, you're a daughter, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother. You are Christ to your family. You serve and love as God has served and loved you. That's where you're living, where God has placed you. The, the third circle that you run in is the church, this one that you're here right now on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. This is your circle of friends, which is an awesome circle if you ask me. A brother and sister to everyone here. You're also a, a hearer. You're stationed in the church to hear the word of God and receive the sacrament. You're also a giver, bringing, returning from the offerings, or returning the offerings from what God has given you for the work of the church. You serve as a friend, a neighbor, as church officers, as committee members, VBS helpers, Sunday school teachers, choir members. And then that fourth circle, which does take up a large part of our life, that fourth circle you run in could go by a lot of names, um, community, society, government, state, whatever you want to call it. It's where God orders all the rest of the world outside of the family and the church. So we serve as neighbors, we serve as citizens, we serve as builders, as teachers, as soldiers, office workers. Okay, but these are the circles we're always running in. This, 
This, this is where we know, come to know who we are and who God is. Okay? We live in Him. So, Father, Son, and Spirit, you understand, you can't go and dissect Him in a lab. You can't reason Him out in a philosophy class. You can't figure Him out in your own mind. But you can live in Him. You can be born again into Him through holy baptism. He is the one who gives you everything you have, redeems you from your sin, makes you holy through the Word and sacrament. And Jesus explains it this way. He, he, he explains this circle that you run in with these words, which you know so well. For God, the Father, that is, God loved the world in this way, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not die, but will have eternal life. That's where you know God. He loves you, gave His Son for you, so that you will not die, but have eternal life. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.